The Minnesota Wild finished their West Coast road trip with a game tonight against the Seattle Kraken, and a familiar face makes his return to the lineup. We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, you can find Locked On Wild wherever you listen to your podcast for absolutely no charge. On today's episode, we preview tonight's matchup against the Seattle Kraken, in which Marcus Foligno will make his return to the lineup. We'll talk about the uh, scratch of Jordan Greenway. We'll also talk about Tyson Jost being a healthy scratch tonight as well. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider and final late one of the week as the Minnesota Wild are at the Seattle Kraken tonight, coming off of a uh, nifty win against the Anaheim Ducks, but right off the bat, The Seattle Kraken are not in the same class of opponent as the Anaheim Ducks. We saw that last week in the game in which the Wild were shut out 4 to nothing. So the Wild are going to need to bring a different game than they did against Seattle the last time in order to come away with a win here in this one tonight. Marcus Foligno should help with that, as uh, according to Joe Smith of The Athletic, Felino will be back in the lineup here this evening. And uh, f- talking with Felino, uh, another tweet from Joe Smith. Felino said that he feels great. He started to feel an upper body, upper body injury after game two and tried to play through it. Finally decided he wasn't helping the team enough, so gave it time to heal and said he is 100% now. We talked about this kind of as the season wore on. It just didn't look like Felino was right. And so uh, good to hear that the injury has healed up and that he will be in the lineup uh, here in this one tonight because it's a wild team that has lacked some of that uh, physicality and uh, some of that big size that has helped them out in uh, previous seasons. Now, unfortunately, with the announcement that Felino will play tonight, Jordan Greenway not going to play here this evening uh, after apparently suffering a setback uh, during morning skate. Now, by all accounts, not anything major, although I'm not going to lie, it's concerning because I think the entirety of the grief line would have been a huge asset in this one tonight against the Seattle Kraken and the size that they bring to the lineup. So we get Felino back. Greenway, however, not playing tonight. But uh, nonetheless, we will see Marcus Felino here in this one. And this eliminates, I think, what has been a little bit of an issue for the Wild over the uh, last few games with Felino out of the lineup. We've seen a substantial amount 
of physicality with Kirill Kaprizov. Drew Doughty, for one, uh, has been plen- providing plenty of that. But that has been, I think, the MO for teams to go after Kaprizov and try to frustrate him because you really don't have fear of repu- of um, retaliation, or at least you didn't until the uh, last couple of games. And we saw against the Ducks, we saw Matt Boldy step up to uh, divert uh, one of the Ducks players from going after Kaprizov. And we saw Mason Shaw step in to, uh, to fight late in that game. We also saw Mason Shaw against the Montreal Canadiens step in to fight for Marco Rossi uh, after a hit from Rossi that drew exception from the Montreal Canadiens. So we are seeing, without Felino in the lineup and with Matt Dumba still kind of trying to find himself, we're seeing some guys step up to try to say, hey, you're not going to get away with that stuff on the ice. You can't, you're not going to be able to just do that without any fear of recourse. And so that, I think, has been encouraging to see that um, the Wild have just kind of themselves started to find players that uh, have stepped up without necessarily having to be asked to do. And I think this stems to just this overall theory of leadership. Leadership can be coached. I don't think leadership can be taught, though. If you are a leader, you can be shown different ways to be an effective leader. You can't necessarily be taught how to be one. I think that stuff, I think that's one of those things that you either have or you don't. And so to see Matt Boldy go out of his way to uh, step up and defend Kirill Kaprizov against the Ducks, to see Mason Shaw do it in the Montreal game and in the Anaheim game as well, that kind of stuff speaks volumes, and it's stuff that down the road the team is not going to forget, and who's to say, depending on the trajectories of their careers, that kind of stuff is what you look for in captains and alternate captains, and not necessarily the the fighting aspect of it, but just the players who show the mentality of we're not going to take this. We're not going to allow you to do this without having anything happen. Parents aren't home. Big brother is not around to defend. And so somebody else is going to, uh, to have to step up and do it. And so kudos to Matt Boldy and to Mason Shaw for, uh, for doing that here over the next few games, because now that Marcus Felino is back, you not only have to fear recourse for him if you try to do something to get under the skin of Kirill Kaprizov, but now we've seen from Matt Boldy, we've seen from Mason Shaw, when Brandon Duhame returns, he doesn't need a reason to fight, he'll just do it anyway. So we've seen some guys step up to try to provide that uh, that toughness and that you're not going to be able to just do whatever you want to to this team. And so Felino adding to that um, is, is certainly going to help. It does create some interesting line combinations. And so we will uh, continue today's episode of Locked on Wild looking at the anticipated lines for tonight's game. We will do that after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by betonline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info, 
plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline.net as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest games, the biggest stories, the biggest takes all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So we get two-thirds of the grief line tonight, but unfortunately not the other third. And uh, Joe Smith as well, who is covering the uh, the Wild or has been covering the Wild uh, for the Athletic for the entirety of this road trip, has these four line combos. Kirill Kaprizov, Freddie Goudreau, Matt Zuccarello. Not a surprise there. Also, Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Marcus Foligno. Mason Shaw, Marco Rossi, and Connor Dewar. We've seen that line combination pretty consistently put together here over the uh, the last few games, and I think that's encouraging because you're starting to see them gel and uh, provide some really good minutes for this team uh, over the last few games. So like to see that, like to see Marco Rossi as well getting uh, some line mates that he is getting comfortable with. Uh, and we'll talk about just in a little bit kind of some other things that go along with that as well. The bottom line looks to be Adam Beckman, Sam Steele, and Joseph Cramarosa. Tyson Jost, a healthy scratch, and frankly, I'm not surprised because if you look at what Tyson Jost has done over the uh, the last few games, he is just kind of existing without really doing anything to uh, to benefit the uh, the team. It's, it's the empty minutes uh, notion. And yes, he did have an assist against the Anaheim Ducks in uh, 9 minutes, 35 seconds of, uh, of ice time. But uh, in the game against the Seattle Kraken, he uh, ended up with... 13, almost 13 minutes, two shots. Against the Kings, eight minutes, 49 seconds, no shots. Uh, against Montreal, 14 minutes. He did have an assist there and uh, one shot on goal. But it's like we, we were waiting all season to see some of this offensive promise, offensive potential for Jost. And yes, he has battled for pucks and done some of those things along the boards to try to keep possession alive. But with this offense struggling as much as it is, and I think this is what was so refreshing about Adam Beckman in the game against the Ducks, is that Beckman came in, had a couple of opportunities uh, to, uh, to put some shots on the net, and he, every time, was ready to shoot, and he let it rip and didn't end up in any goals or anything, but just that mentality of having players that are ready to shoot when the opportunity presents itself, 
is what this team needs right now. And for Jost to be more of a puck battler type, you know, you're getting plenty of that from Freddie Goudreau. You're getting plenty of that from Jules Eriksson-Eck, and they're contributing offensively as well. And so if that's the only thing that he's bringing to the table, you run out of spots. And, I mean, yes, the put Jost in or put Felino in, you're going to lose that every time, but you can't make a compelling argument after the Ducks game to take Adam Beckman out of the lineup. Can't make an argument to take Cramarosa out of the lineup. Sam Steele has been mostly steady all season as that fourth-line center. Mason Shaw has been a nice jolt for this team. You're not taking Marco Rossi out of the lineup at this point. And Connor Dewar is, you know, he, he provides a speed element that this team needs, but also is just one of those that you heard it on the post game um, for TNT after the Ducks game. The panelists were just raving about what Connor Dewar brings to the lineup. And so we have seen it here in Minnesota for a while. The guy just, he, he provides winning minutes, makes winning plays, and... He's not bad with uh, with a tussle either, as we uh, as we saw against the Ducks. But in all seriousness, you can't pull out of the lineup what Dewar puts into it. And so, at this point, Tyson Jost is the odd man out until somebody gets hurt or somebody starts to slump. But you look at that bottom six and they're really doing good things at this point. And you're just you're not going to replace anybody in the top six. They've tried it with Jost as the center for Matt Boldy. We've, they've tried him as a wing. They've tried him on the line with uh, Jules Eriksson-Eck and Marcus Foligno. That didn't work. It, it's we're nearing the point I think of the Tyson Jost experiment probably having run its course. And if we rewind to the decision that was made for Bill Guerin to trade Nico Sturm to the Colorado Avalanche uh, in exchange for Tyson Jost. Nico Sturm turned down an extension offer from the Minnesota Wilds to stay here. He wanted a bigger opportunity to go somewhere else and to try to prove that he can be more than like a fourth-line guy. That is true. That is an accurate statement. Also an accurate statement that the Wild brought Tyson Jost in as an intriguing prospect to see if he could uh, benefit from a bigger opportunity for minutes outside of the fourth line. Hard to crack that lineup in Colorado, but Jost has been given opportunities and he has not been able to do anything with them here over the last several games. And so it makes 100% sense for him to be the one that ends up getting scratched here in tonight's game. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the Wild will do here in this one tonight because uh, some of the issues that they suffered against the Kraken last Thursday, they have answers for that. They're getting closer and closer to being fully healthy And so uh, it should be a good matchup here in this one tonight between these two teams. We will take a look at some of the keys 
to a win tonight for the Minnesota Wild. And we'll do that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get a full lowdown of everything going on throughout the NHL. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, Martin Jones in net for the Seattle Kraken. And his numbers are trending very, very well. Uh, He has a 1.00 goals against average in three starts here in the month of November. He has allowed three goals in three games, including a shutout against the Minnesota Wild. He also uh, beat the Pittsburgh Penguins and beat the Nashville Predators, who are an absolute mess. But here's the thing. The only game in which he faced more than 25 shots was the Pittsburgh game. And you look at he beat Nashville. He stopped 24 of 25, stopped 22 shots against the Minnesota Wilds. And if you go back into the month of October, in which his goals against average was just over three, He struggles, for the most part, when teams are able to get more shots on net. Now, there are outliers to that, and shots on net is not a complete, exact science and method to winning a game. Uh, Losses to Vancouver, to Chicago, to Vegas, in which he uh, faced less than 25 shots. But I think the biggest issue for the Wild in that game on Thursday was that they just could not sustain to be able to even force the issue. They were not able to pressure Jones enough to where he kind of caved to it. The shots that the Wild did get, he certainly had some trouble with. And so first and foremost, it starts with puck possession for the Minnesota Wild. And bear with me. Cliché as it is, we've seen it unfold here over the uh, the last few games. It was a problem against the Kings, problem against the Kraken. It was much better against the Ducks. Puck possession. Puck possession leads to more shots, leads to more opportunities for rebounds, leads to more opportunities for goals. And with Marcus Foligno back, with a couple of pieces out of the lineup that had been struggling... The Wild should do a better job with puck possession in this game to be able to get some better shots on net. And, you know, on the back end, you look at Marc-Andre Fleury. Was not really a problem in that game against Seattle. It's just he was facing just a, a relentless amount of zone time for the Seattle Kraken. So if the Wild can camp out on the Kraken side of the net, I like their chances to be able to take care of Martin Jones. The the Kraken have done a really good job of simply keeping shots from getting to Jones. If the Wilds can get some consistent zone time in this one and be able to uh, to get some rebound opportunities, that I think is going to go a long way uh, to be able to help them win this game. We saw Kirill Kaprizov get back on track after a couple of frustrating games 
uh, with two goals against the Ducks. Let's carry that in to the uh, the game tonight. And some secondary scoring. It would be great to see that line of Shaw, Rossi, and Dewar get rewarded for some great play against the Ducks with a goal or two in this one tonight. You have most of the Erickson Eck and Felino line intact tonight, Matt Boldy with them. So it'll be interesting to see how the Wild draw it up, who is matched with who. Now Seattle is going to control most of that, being that they're the home team. But I wonder if we're going to see that line try to attack the uh, Matty Beneers line a little more. Uh, now, he wasn't really one that did anything against the Wilds in that last matchup. It was uh, Wenneberg with two goals. And so, w- we'll see. It. I think it's going to be a better effort from this Wild team here this evening. And uh, hopefully they can just get some susta- sustained zone time, a couple of power plays, we, we know the formula for this team to winning games. It's just a matter of, of being able to execute it and making sure to not skimp on the details, making sure to not overlook the puck battles along the boards or winning faceoffs or just you know being physical without kind of letting people off the hook, uh, not completing checks, all of those things. If the Wild are able to do that tonight, if they're able to force the issue on Martin Jones, they have a good chance to win this one, even though this Kraken team is is very much an improvement over what we saw last year. It's, it's all about just getting to the checklist and uh, taking care of those checklist items to be able to come away with a win here tonight before a home game against the San Jose Sharks on Sunday, and then a road game against the Nashville Predators next week, before then a bunch of home games in a row to close out the month of November into December. Let's finish this road trip with a, uh, a high note and a win here tonight to, uh, to get back above 500 and uh, get this homestand started. Uh, with a nice performance against the Sharks. So we know the formula. So we don't have to necessarily, we don't have to go ad nauseum with got to do this, do this, do this, do this. The Wild just have to play their style of hockey and come away with a win here tonight, which I think they will do. And uh, we'll see if they're able to make that happen here this evening. Make sure to tune in after the game tonight for a Locked on Wild postcast on the Locked on Sports Minnesota YouTube channel as well as on your podcast feeds. We will uh, recap all the action, get you set up for Sunday's game against San Jose, as the Wild try to pick up the win here this evening. Make sure you are following along with Locked on Wild so you don't miss out on any of our episodes throughout the week. We have new episodes coming for you every Monday through Friday. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms so that you stay up to date all season long Locked on Wild, keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.